0: topic of discussion today will be, or our Bible study, Can Christians Support Black Lives Matter? I'm going to start this up by reading a verse from Exodus chapter 23, verse 2, and it says, Thou shalt not follow a multitude to do evil, neither shalt thou speak in a cause to decline after many to rest or twist or pervert judgment okay so with black lives matter i'm going to show some slides here right from their website on some of the things they believe and the things they stand for but i'll sum up some of them right now you know when black lives matter promotes a false narrative that more that blacks are continually being hunted down by police officers police officers are killing them and uh in a uh, unequal ratio to white people. Um, if you look at the, the statistics on that, you find out that more white people are killed by cops than blacks are. And, um, and so right, right away there, we know it's not anything to do with race, uh, that the, that a lot of are I shouldn't say a lot, that some black people are getting killed by police officers. Um, much of it is due to the fact of, um, well, two things, the people that are getting killed by the police, first off, they're committing a crime. Most all of them have committed some kind of a crime. And number two, they've resisted arrest in some form or fashion. Now obviously that doesn't give the excuse of police officers to use um, uh, you know, excessive force or cruelty or things like that, but if they would have avoided those two things, there would be virtually no deaths by cops if they don't commit a crime in the first place and they don't resist arrest. Um, Number two, uh, I'll go back to the reasons why we can't support Black Lives Matter as Christians. Um, What stemmed from, sure, there were some peaceful protesters, But ultimately, it led to riot, rioting, looting, burning down the cities. Um, It stirs up anti-white hatred and racism that really wasn't there to begin with. Um, They're calling for defunding the police. Uh, They call for destroying the family. And another thing that they support is they support uh, the LGBTQ movement movement. Um, heavily, and I'll show you right from their website here. Uh, right from the Black Lives Matter website, defund the police. Okay, um, right away there, we know biblically, um, and I'm going to point out some scriptures here in a little bit that that is not a Christian thing. We want, we need police. We need security. Without the police, we go into total anarchy, and um, that would not be a good thing. We'd be like a third world country. And uh, things would be really wild. Okay, so another thing from their website, they say here, we disrupt the Western prescribed nuclear family structure. Now, right away, every Christian should be thinking, that's one of the most important things about being a Christian is we support the family structure. Well, they're saying, let's destroy the family structure. We don't want that. Um, So any Christian that's marching around with Black Lives Matter signs on, um, they either don't know this or they just don't care. They don't care because they feel like black lives ma- are more important than, uh, any of the other evil things they stand up for or something. I don't know. It, people can really justify following mobs and doing evil things. Um, um you know, they, they can find a way to justify that. If you want to sin, you can find a good excuse to be able to sin. It, 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 that goes with any sin. Um, so anyways, um, they basically say they want to promote villages, you know, or it's basically socialism where the community takes care of each other. You don't need a family. We know that doesn't work. That is, uh, that is not the biblical way. Okay. So down here they say we foster a queer. I was afraid to say that in the beginning because somebody's going to think I was using a slang term, but it's That's the word they use here. We foster a queer affirming network. When we gather, we do so with the intention of freeing ourselves from the tight grip of heteronormative thinking. I've never even heard that word before, but, or rather the belief that all in the world are heterosexual unless she, he, or they disclose otherwise. So, right there, again, if you're supporting, if you. Are, uh, are for destroying the regular family with a mother and a father and children and that close network, and you're for the government or other people taking care of your family, and you're for um, things that God describes in the Bible as, um, as abominations, as uh, things that really upset him, um, no Christian could support that. Uh, Black Lives Matter, co-founder, confirms they're trained organizers and Marxists. This is the most dangerous thing that most people um, that want to try to march with these people, they don't even know this. But the Black Lives Matter is organized by Marxists, communists. Now, if you look at any um, nation where there was a communist revolution, guess what? Guess what it looked like? It looked like exactly what we're seeing right now. I really believe we are in the midst of an attempt of the of the communists, the Marxists, the socialists, to overthrow every uh, institution in America and replace it with something not very good. Uh, if you want to know what that would be, it would probably be like the Soviet Union or worse with what's going on now. Um, at least in the Soviet Union, it wasn't this anti-white racism. But in America, you have all this anti-white racism promoted by the Black Lives Matter, and they're mixing that with socialism and communism, guess how dangerous that mix could be. That could mean a lot of white people being butchered, killed, murdered and so forth. And we often think this cannot happen in America, no way. I mean, I used to think yeah, well, just a couple years ago, we could never see an attempted communist takeover of our country. Um, and I thought, no way would that ever happen. And now we're actually seeing it and everybody's asleep. They have no idea. And, but, and, and they should be awake when you see cities burning Minneapolis. I mean, a lot of stuff they're not even showing us on TV. Um, there's been so many things happening that we're not seeing. Um, so we've got to be alert. This is this is really happening. It's not like oh this is pretend. This is um I watch it on TV. No, this is really happening. So and it's run. Black Lives Matter is a communist group trained to try to destroy every institution in society and replace it with a communist socialist institution. Now you. you you wonder why everything now is being labeled as systemic racist every institution the police uh you know everything you can think of there's the reason why they're labeling it that way is now they have an excuse to destroy every single american institution because they say it was unjust so they have the right to destroy it and many of our politicians they just sit back and let all this stuff happen and it's very dangerous but worse yet i'm talking about christians supporting it there are actually christians who support black lives matter um it's it's amazing so they said in this article here this news article from the gateway pundit we already knew black lives matter are radical neo-marxists and the co-founder confirmed it during an interview this week uh, Patrice Cullors, the co-founder of Black Lives Matter, proudly admitted she's a radical anti-white Marxist. Okay, the co-founder of this organization is proud to be a radical anti-white Marxist. Um, I forgot to—I think I did mention it—but one of the number one things of why Black Lives Matter, why Christians can't support Black Lives Matter, is that it is a racist group. Okay. They're not, they try to, uh, uh, you know, they try to spin it and they say, well, we believe all lives matter, but they don't matter until black lives matter. Could you imagine if we walked down the street, uh, after a white person got killed by the police, maybe it was a black cop that killed him. And we, uh, started holding up, holding rallies with white lives matter. And, um, and then at the end of those rallies, we burned up the city. Could you imagine Trump would be condemned? Every conservative would be held accountable. But somehow the liberals and the left, they're totally disconnected from this. In fact, they say, well, they had to get their message out somehow. And they, nobody was going to hear them otherwise unless they did, some, unless they did all this uh, rioting and looting and so forth. Um, so anyways, continuing on. We actually, from the Gateway Pundit, we actually do have an, this is what this lady says, we actually do have an ideological frame, Color said, co-founder of Black Lives Matter. Myself and Alicia are particularly trained organizers. We are trained Marxists. We are super versed on ideological theories. So what do Marxists do? Well, they try to, again, they try to figure out any, they, they, they try to figure out any way they can disrupt the society to destroy it. Um, So it says, Black Lives Matter is seeking to transform America by defunding the police, dismantling capitalism, destroying the patriarchy, that's the family structure, breaking down the nuclear family unit, emptying prisons, redistributing wealth in the form of reparations, among other far-left objectives. Okay? Again, no biblically-minded person could possibly support this. Um, Black Lives Matter and Antifa... Rioters have destroyed small businesses, targeted churches, and raised buildings to the ground. Their goal is to bring chaos where there is order, fan the flames of class warfare, and demonize Christians and conservatives. Destroy, destroy, destroy. Um, Okay, so I'm going to recap that verse. The reason why I went into all that, Exodus chapter 23, verse 2 says, Thou shalt not follow a multitude to do evil. Okay. So all those things I listed are biblical evils. No Christian could deny that. Um, And yet we have churches today that support black lives matter. Um, And think about that. You know, you you um, you could also think of the time that even religious people followed a mob to do evil was when Jesus was crucified. Remember the criminal Barabbas? They said, free Barabbas, and then yelled out, crucify Christ. We see the same thing happening today. We have, we have, yeah, there are a few bad police officers that do bad things, but most of them are really good, dedicated people, risking their lives every single day to do what they do. And the mob is calling for defund the, the Black Lives Matter, defund the police. We hate them all because they're terrible people, but we make martyrs out of these, these guys that, uh, that were criminals in the first place that died. Um, and, uh, and they continually make martyrs out of those. These weren't, it's not like these were totally innocent people that just the police pulled over and said, get out of the car and they beat them up and kill them. I mean, it's, it's it wasn't like that. Again, I'm not saying that police officers have, uh, the right to use excessive force or be cruel, but the that stuff happens. You're never going to get rid of that altogether. So and for, number one, the, guy, the police officers that were involved in that George Floyd um, killing, they're all, they're all arrested and being charged with murder. So what, how could, what more justice do we need to be seeking for? So now all white people have to pay for what may have been a bad cop or poorly trained cop or cop, a disturbed cop or whatever. That's, that's crazy. That's following a multitude to do evil. Um, <clears throat> I talked about this, uh, Pastor Chuck Pruitt of New Life Church in Princeton. I don't normally name names, but I'm, I got to start doing it because I know a lot of good people that have gone to that church or uh, are currently going there. And he basically said in his sermon there, if you can check it out, I can get you a link for anybody who wants it, concerning the, the protesters, the rioters, they wouldn't have been heard otherwise had they just marched peacefully down the street. Okay so he basically the whole sermon he basically made us feel guilty for racism and tried to say that there's all this anti black racism among the white community we really need to look deep in our deep within ourselves and then said we shouldn't look at the uh, we, we shouldn't really be critical of the riots that had happened because they had to be able to express themselves some way. Burning down cities, destroying businesses. Many people have died. Police officers have been shot and killed and it's okay because they needed their voice heard. That's following a multitude to do evil. And any pastor that would get up and say something like that needs to be called out. They need to be rebuked. And I'll say this, um, on Friday, a group of Black Lives Matter protesters came through Princeton, Minnesota, and um, looked like a bunch looked like a bunch of a lot of young people with some some older people. It looked like it might have been like a some kind of a church, real liberal church group. Um, so I uh, I I couldn't help myself. I had to grab my megaphone over there and I had to I had to call them racists and haters and troublemakers and and that they needed to repent for their sins. And I I, mu- I must say I have to admit I'm going to confess you it really felt good doing that. <laughs> um, may, maybe that's sinful pride, but it really felt good. But uh, anyways, uh, I really out of all seriousness, they have probably never heard anybody say that's what they're promoting, and that's really why I wanted to do it. They don't they think that they're against racism and they're not causing trouble, that they're bring, doing something good. And I felt like somebody needs to tell them that what they're, you know, somebody needs to make them think a little bit and say, why would that guy be calling me a racist and a hater and and a troublemaker and, and that I'll be accountable on judgment day. Um, and I don't, that's the first time I've ever done anything like that. So I'm not a rebel rouser going around shouting at people with megaphones, but, um, anyways, uh. Exodus chapter 23, verse 7. Here's another verse. Keep thee far from a false matter. And the innocent and the righteous slay thou not, for I will not justify the wicked. And there, there it is again. The... Supporting black lives matter it 's a false matter. it is not statistically true. yeah, we hear about it every time a black person is killed by a police officer either unjustly or, or justly. We hear about that, and, and it seems like that 's happening more than it is to white people, but nobody ever brings up brings it up when a white person uh, gets killed by the uh, police officers nobody 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 cares because it doesn 't fit the narrative of i 'll just say it this way the left. The neo-Marxists, the communists, they ca- they're actually capitalizing. Um, uh, they, don't really, they don't care anything about these people's lives, number one. What they want to do is they want to find fuel for a fire. And anytime something like that happens, they say, well, that'll be fuel to the fire. Now we can cause an uproar. We can cause a disturbance. And statistically, anybody can look it up. It is not true. Um, more whites are killed by blacks than uh, are more whites are killed by police officers than blacks are and i will also point out point this out way more black or way more whites are killed by black people than whites killing black people did i say that right Mm -hmm. But uh, we don't ever hear about that. We're not marching down the street. We're not raising up their cities and saying, "Hey, look! You're, look at your every we, all these white people are getting beat up and killed." I mean, you can look at all these videos people have taken, and it's by a lot of these thugs themselves. They they videotape themselves beating up white people, like in subway stations. And could you imagine if there was just one video like that, where there were three or four white people? punching an old black lady or a young black lady. And that's going on, they're doing that to white people, but we don't ever say anything about it. And you know, um, so if there's any kind of systemic racism, the facts and the statistics would say it's the other way around, the other way around. A a black person coming into more of a white community, they're they're, they're not fearing for their lives. Uh, sure, there might be some pockets here or there where there's some, you know, um, disturbed people. But generally speaking, if you're a white person going into a heavily populated black black areas, you have a certain degree of uh, nervousness about it. You know, are, is somebody going to attack me? Um, anyways, uh, Ephesians chapter five, verse eleven. And have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather reprove them. So let me just talk about this for a minute. You can't, like Black Lives Matter, it's unfruitful works of darkness. Why? They create division. They create racial hatred. They create, um, they want to destroy the family. um, And what did it end in? The burning and looting of cities um, that's unfruitful works of darkness. That cannot be of God. God would not support that. He would not say it's okay because you need your voice heard to loot, destroy and steal. So what does God say? You don't have anything to do with them. You don't fellowship with them. And that's why I pointed out pastor Chuck Pruitt. I'm sorry, but God commands other pastors to do this, but rather reprove them. That means to rebuke or correct them. That's Again, that's why I went out there with the megaphone and reproved and rebuked them because the truth is not on their side. It's all built on a lie. For it is a shame even to speak of those things which are done of them in secret. And there are many things we have not seen them do uh, and also things they talk about behind closed doors. Proverbs 1 verse 10 says, My son, if sinners entice thee, Consent thou not if they say, come with us. Let us lie in wait for blood. Let us lurk privily for the innocent without cause. In other words, you know, I'm, I'm liking this to Black Lives Matter of, you know, oh, come with us, march with us, support us. Yeah, you might not be the one to burn the buildings, but what are you doing? You're helping give energy to the movement that will later be doing that. You're, you're supporting a false narrative, okay? Uh, verse 12, let us swallow them up alive as the grave and whole as those that go down into the pit we shall find all precious substance we shall fill our houses with spoil now i can't help but think of you know some of these these people they didn't care about george floyd's death they just thought oh man now we can do whatever we want everybody's mad at the police and now we can go in and get some nikes you know I mean, you look at the pictures of the story. and or we can go into Target and just totally strip Target bare. Um, they didn't care about George Floyd's death. If they, I mean, nobody. There's no excuse for that kind of behavior. Um, verse 14: Cast in thy lot among us. Let us now check this out. Let us all have one purse. That, my friends, is socialism and communism. Let us have equal. Uh, you know. Um, redistribution of wealth. We'll all share. You don't have private property. Um, you don't even need a mom or a dad. We'll all take care of each other. That's, that's like a mob. That's mob mentality. Um, where people have a new family, it's not their real family. It's this group of people that'll take care of you. My son, verse 15, my son, walk not thou in the way with them. Don't march with them. Don't go with them. Refrain thy foot from their path. For their feet run to evil and make haste to shed blood. Um, Skipping on down to verse 20. He that walketh with wise men shall be wise, but a companion of fools shall be destroyed. Now, people who walk with Black Lives Matter, it's not a good end for them. Um, eventually it'll lead them into trouble either spiritually, physically, some way. You cannot be a companion of fools and end up not suffering some kind of uh, punishment or some kind of bad outcome from it. And this uh, this isn't part of the study, but hey, this is a good reason to choose your friends wisely. Uh, If you hang out around a bunch of foolish people who do do a bunch of foolish things, guess what? Chances are you could end up in big trouble someday. Um, Big trouble someday. Okay, so, okay, back to talking about defund the police. Now, how could anybody in their right mind want something like that? Um, like I said, it, it would lead to total anarchy and chaos. Somebody breaks into your house or your business. Who are you going to call? You're going to call 911 and there's nobody there. Um, and then um, anyways, so let's talk about police officers for a bit. Um, I, in John chapter 10 verse 1, now a police officer's job, and many of them look at their job like this, they look at themselves as a protector of the weak. You know, they want to stand against criminals, these people that harm people, and they, and they, they risk their, for very low pay. I mean, they're like, basically like a soldier. You, you, you don't join up for the pay. You're not getting all these benefits. You're risking your life every single day to go out there amongst wolves, trying to protect the sheep. Um, and now they're vilified. It's like, they say that, I mean, when you say that the police are systemic racist and we need to defund the police, that is about the most hurtful thing you could do to a whole organization. That is so unjust, it's so vile, it's so wicked. When these guys are, again, most of them, a great majority of them, are doing it to protect people. Um, you'll even find that you see these guys even in the inner cities playing basketball with uh, a, a lot of the black families, taking care of those some of the little black kids that may not have a mother or father. You can see the compassion just... Poor from a lot of these police officers. But now everybody says they're evil, they're vile, they're wicked, but yet they're the protectors. When we get to that state in a society, things are getting very dangerous. Things are getting very dangerous. Um, so John 10, 1 says, verily, verily, Jesus says, I say unto you that he that entereth not by the door into the sheepfold, but climbeth up some other way, the same is a thief and a robber. Okay? But he that entereth in by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. In other words, well, Jesus is like, he, he's talking about himself as being the shepherd here, and that anybody else, any other person that claimed to be the, the true shepherd, was a, a liar and a thief. But the point is, we can apply this to any kind of protector. Shepherds protect, uh, their job was to protect the sheep. Okay? Police officers, again, their job is to protect innocent people. Um, but so what Jesus says is you got, you got to, uh, do things lawfully. That's why he says, you got to come in the door. You got to do things lawfully. Well, we see with the black lives matter. There is nothing lawful about what, what they've been doing. They're breaking the law. They're forcing their will upon our entire nation right now by fear of violence. All these businesses are going along with them. Uh, Because they don't want to be the next business getting burned down. So now they're promoting Black Lives Matter on their pages. I'm getting emails from the Minnesota Youth Soccer Association telling us that we need to give money to Black Lives Matter and other organizations. Everybody's just totally run by fear because they either run by fear or they're they're deceived by this. Um, But anyways, verse 3, To him the porter openeth. And the sheep hear his voice, and calleth his own sheep by name, and he leadeth them out. And when he putteth forth his own sheep, he goeth before them. The sheep follow him, for they know his voice. In other words, the shepherd would go out before the sheep, he would go out into the dangerous spots before the sheep. He wouldn't send the sheep out before him, because what could happen? A wolf. A lion, a bear could get that sheep. Well, these police officers are doing this every single day. They're going out in front of the danger to protect us. Um, Verse 5, And a stranger they will not follow, but they will flee from him, for they know not the voice of strangers. This parable spake Jesus unto them, but they understood not what things they were uh, which he spake unto them. Now, this isn't part of our topic. Well, it kind of is. Shepherds. Anybody know what another example of a shepherd is? A pa- yeah, well, a, Like a father should be protecting, be a shepherd to his family. Also, a, a pastor, a uh, leader of a, a, a church. They are supposed to um, be protecting the sheep. Well, there are strangers that come in among the... Uh, uh, we'll be talking about it a little bit, but the but the sheep wouldn't hear the voice of a stranger. They would know the voice of the shepherd, right? I I can think of um, years ago going from church to church to church as a young kid and being totally bored out of my mind. I didn't understand what those pastors were saying up there. Just like oh, when can I get going? Um, nothing's making sense. He's just talking about love and stories and all this kind of stuff. Um, but I now I know why I wasn't connecting with these pastors because Jesus says that the, his sheep do not hear the voice of a stranger. These were not true shepherds. These were strangers that had set themselves up as pastors, but they weren't teaching the word of God. Okay. I wasn't hearing God. The, the point is I wasn't hearing God's voice in those churches. Yeah. They might've read a few verses here and there, but I wasn't connecting with me for some reason, uh, because For what Jesus says is uh, his sheep will not hear the voice of a stranger. Um, He'll explain it here. Then then said Jesus unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, I am the door of the sheep. All that ever came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not hear them. Again, this is like uh, Black Lives Matter and the churches that are actually supporting Black Lives Matter are supporting the unlawful way. They are supporting these thieves, robbers, and destroyers. Okay? Uh, but Jesus says this about these false uh, leaders. Uh, verse 9, I am the door by me. If, it, if any man enter in, he shall be saved, and he shall go in and out and find pasture. The thief cometh not, but only to do this, but for to steal and to kill and to destroy now, what do you think this Black Lives Matter as a Marxist group comes to do? Exactly that. They're trying to steal our country. They're trying to destroy it because they want to replace it with something not good at all. Okay? Um, and to destroy it, I am calm that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. Okay? If we just followed God's ways, if everybody just followed the word of God, we wouldn't be having all these, these problems today. I mean, f- number one, People would look at the statistics and say, okay, if that's a bad cop and uh, we got evidence that um, he should be prosecuted and put in prison, then that should happen. There wouldn't be all this, oh, it's a racial thing. It's systemic racism and then start tearing down the entire society. That wouldn't happen um, because that's not God's way. All right, verse 11. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd giveth. Now check this out. The good shepherd giveth his life for the sheep. And now I'm again. I'm relating this to police officers. This is like a proverb or a saying. Jesus says somebody who really cares about other people will be willing to give their life, uh, to give their life to protect them. And yet these guys, these good shepherds, um, just like the Bible today, anything that's good today now is being called evil. Um, the good shepherds are being called evil. The Bible's being called evil. Everything's just totally being flipped upside down. And we're entering the days of madness. Verse 12. But now check this out. This is very important. But he that is an hireling and not the shepherd, whose own sheep are not, seeth the wolf coming and leaveth the sheep and fleeth. And the wolf catcheth them and scattereth the sheep. All right. What is this talking about? what's a hireling? A hireling is somebody who's just doing their job for money, for money. So many pastors today do not want to speak out against the wolves. Okay. The wolves come in and they leave their sheep and run. In other words, they don't stand up to protect them. They don't stand up and say, Hey, wait a second. What is this all about? What is this black lives matter movement about? Let's get to the facts Let's see if it's true. Let's see if what they're saying is legitimate. And if it's not, then we better be against it. But they're not doing that. They're saying, oh, but maybe we all have a little prejudice in our heart and all this. And all the while, the Marxists and the communists are destroying our nation. The wolves are running rampant. With, and why do you think they want to defund the police? Because they don't want shepherds. They don't want shepherds there protecting the sheep. They want to be able to devour, to kill, steal, and destroy. That's what this is all about. And so when Jesus talks about this, uh, again, these hirelings, there are so many pastors today that will not protect the sheep because they're doing it for personal gain. And they can get up there and stamp love on every single one of their sermons, love and compassion and get emotional and all that. But that doesn't mean a thing. I can get up here and do that, that too. That's the easiest way to, to get people to come in is to make it make everything seem so lovey-dovey. But uh, more, I'll say this, more people will go to hell in the name of love or for the cause of love than for any other reason. Uh, we've been warned about that throughout the Bible, because Satan stamps love on all these vile, wicked things. And people, love today is like a magical word. I swear, it's like a spell. If I can get up here and teach all kinds of false stuff, and I just put love in there enough times, people go get spellbound. Oh, love! Oh, rainbows, rainbows! Oh, nice! You know, it's 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 amazing. All right. Verse 13, the hireling fleeth because he is an hireling and he careth not for the sheep. I am the good shepherd and know my sheep and have no one of mine. Okay, uh, again, any pastor today that knows the Bible should see this movement and be alarmed and want to protect the sheep. Like I said, I called out people by name because I know people that go there, good, decent people, and I don't want to see them taken down by this this false narrative and all these lies and abandon biblical Christianity. Verse 15, as the father knoweth me, even so I know the father and I lay down my life for the sheep. Okay. Um, All right. Uh, A couple more verses back to the, you know, should we, uh, our, if you can't get your voice heard, is it okay to riot and loot? Is it okay just to say, they're not listening to me, so i got to do something to make them listen. Let's burn up some buildings, then they'll hear our voice. Is that ever okay as a Christian? Should we ever condone that? Should we ever say, like uh, Pastor Chuck said, um, that, that you know, had they just walked down peacefully, would anybody have heard them? Um, Romans 13, verse 1. Let every soul be subject unto the higher powers. They're talking about government powers here. For there is no power but of God. The powers that be are ordained of God. Whosoever therefore resisteth the power, resisteth the ordinance of God, and they that resist shall receive to themselves. Now check this out. This is not some small matter. They shall receive to themselves damnation. Damnation. In other words, what he says is if you purposely go out and riot and be against the government, the government order, if you want to defund the police, this is what the word of God says. They're going to receive to themselves damnation because all these government powers, even some of them that are not that great, if they're at least keeping law and order, you're supposed to, as a Christian, you're supposed to respect that. Now, if they're telling us we can't worship God or we must do something very evil, then, then there are times for, uh, that Christians are to disobey the government. But as far as everything else, um, you definitely don't have an excuse to burn down buildings. Um, verse 3 for, uh, of Romans, thir- Romans 13, For rulers are not a terror to good works, but to evil. Wilt thou then... Not be afraid of the power? Do that which is good, and thou shalt have the praise of the same. For, now check this out, for he is a minister of God to do to thee for good, but if thou do that which is evil, be afraid, for he beareth not the sword in vain. For he is the minister of God, a revenger to execute wrath upon him that doeth evil. What is he talking about here? He's talking about the police. The National Guard, that's what he's talking about here. He's, and, and that are the governmental authorities that are uh, the lawful law enforcement officers. He's saying, obey them. Do not disobey. Because you know what he says? He even calls them the ministers of God. So anybody who says, let's defund the police... They're actually going against the ministers of God. Police of, You know, it was interesting. Long ago, back in like 1997, um, we, I was teaching a small Bible study group. I was very young. I was probably only like 18 or 19. And um, there was this wacky guy that came to our Bible study. And he was like, I don't know, something wrong with him mentally. And so we ended up having to call the police on him. And the police officer came out and he was talking to us. And then he says, uh, He's. He was really cool, and he's like jotting down all the information, and then he's, and he said uh, that he had a tattoo of a verse on his arm or something. I can't, I think he. Uh, well, I think I might have it here. Uh, Matthew chapter five, and it. Uh, and then he left, and he didn't tell us what it was. So right when he left, we're all like looking up. What's he talking about? And it was a verse that was really cool because I never thought of police officers as being, that role. I'll show you in a second. I, I think I have the verse. If I forget, remind me to show you. But anyways, they are the ministers of God. They're to keep law and order. They're to keep us safe, okay? So he says, uh, and, and, and he even says here, they don't bear the sword in vain. It means, hey, if you get out of line, they have the right to execute or revenge your wickedness. That's what they're there for, okay? But we've gotten so soft as a society that... Uh, um, we just don't understand those things. All right. So in other words, if if you're out there protesting, I'll say it this way: If you're out there protesting, and let's say there was the curfew that they had because of the uh, buildings getting burned down the night before, you're out there protesting, and you lose your eye from a rubber bullet or some canister. That's just too bad. I mean, you're being a fool. You're you're being very stupid. I don't feel sorry for you because of this. If you're out there. Breaking the law on purpose, um, you deserve what you get. Verse 20, uh, no, I'm going to end this study out. You know, I might have, uh, I'll say it right now. Since I might not have the verse. Matthew chapter 5, I can't remember the exact verse, but it's where Jesus said, blessed are the peacemakers. Verse 9. Matthew chapter five, verse nine. Yeah. Blessed are the peacemakers for they shall be called the the children of God or or something like that. Well, that's what a police officer is. They are a peacemaker. They're there to keep the peace, to keep order without the police. It's chaos. And, and, um, I mean, it will be like a third world country where you have these, these mobs, these drug, these drug lords there. There's going to be some kind of order. But it's gonna be some kind of unlawful order. So if you have a business and you're in Minneapolis and now there's no police, guess who's gonna be policing you? Mr. Drug Lord down the street. And now you gotta pay him money to stay in business? It's this absolute craziness what we're seeing. Um, so this, I believe all what we're seeing here with this lawless, this call to defund the police, the rioters, the Black Lives Matter, the Marxists and all that, This is a sign of the end times. I truly believe that. I truly believe we're we're getting very close. Uh, Matthew 24, verse 4, Jesus says, uh, when his disciples asked him, they said, hey, what's it going to be like in the end times? And this is what Jesus says. And Jesus answered and said unto them, take heed that no man deceive you. His first warning is deception. Don't be deceived. For many shall come in my name saying, I am Christ, or I am a Christian, and shall deceive many. Jesus' first warning was that many, or probably most people that claim to be Christians, are deceivers. I know it's hard for us to imagine. It's hard for us to imagine, but it's true. Uh, And we're living those times right now. Verse 6, And you shall hear of wars and rumors of wars, See that you be not troubled for all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. Okay. We've had wars of rumor and rumors of wars. Um, verse seven for nation shall rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. And there shall be famines, pestilences. We had COVID-19, which I don't think was a, a real pestilence, but they'll be coming. They'll be coming. Think COVID-19 was bad. Just wait and earthquakes in diverse places, okay? Um, All these are the beginning of sorrows. And then they shall deliver you up to be afflicted and shall kill you, and you shall be hated of all nations for my name's sake. So that tells you the true Christians are going to be the ones that are hated, okay? It's it's the reverse. Now we are the haters. They're the lovers, and it's really the other way around. Uh, Verse 10, and now check this out. And then shall many be offended and shall betray one another and shall hate one another. Are we seeing that happening right now? We definitely are. And many false prophets shall rise and shall deceive many. Your social justice preachers, your white guilt pastors, these are the false prophets that would arise and deceive many. Um, Now here, here it is. Verse 12. And because iniquity or because lawlessness shall abound defund the police, uh, you name it. The love of many shall wax cold. Okay? The true love of many. You look at all the hatred that's going on in our country today. All this... It, it, it is. It's every True love is waxing cold right now. But he that shall endure until the end, the same shall be saved. Alright? We're going to go through some crazy, perilous times. And um, we've got to be ready for it. And that's why Jesus says we have to endure. That doesn't mean we just sit it's going to be an easy ride. You're just going to watch it on CNN or Fox news and watch this all happen. No, you're going to go through some stuff. It's going to come to your neighborhood. uh, And it's not going to be like, uh, just because you live somewhere, it's going to be okay. Um, So anyways, just to sum this up real quick, uh, again, what I, I believe we're seeing, some signs of the end times. When you take away any kind of law and order, that's when you really, really got to be concerned because in all chaos can happen. And Black Lives Matter right now is the, is the engine behind doing that very thing. And yet, so to answer the question, can Christians support Black Lives Matter? Only if you're a Christian who worships the devil, okay? So the answer would be no. Yeah obviously can't. Um, and um, I'll close up with any questions or comments.
1: Yeah, I do have a comment. I think I watched that sermon um, from Chuck, and it was kind of sad how how uh, how much guilt he was putting on people for allegedly being racist when who knows if any of them are. And uh, but one of the things I thought was interesting is when he said that they had to loot and burn buildings down in order to be heard. Well.
0: So I quoted that accurately, right? Yeah. It wasn't word for word, but it was... No, that, yeah, okay.
1: It's, it's pretty much word for word. was that they wouldn't have been heard otherwise. And I just think of Martin Luther uh, King Jr. Um, he did it peacefully, and he made the biggest impact in civil rights over any other movement.
0: Like Malcolm X, he was the yeah. violent one, right? Right, yeah. like
1: the Black Panthers and all that. But it was the peaceful movement, and... Christian, he you know Martin Luther King was a Christian, a man of God. I don't know you know what he was personally or whatever, but either way, he was at least right. subscribing to it, and he did it peacefully, and he made the biggest impact in the world for civil rights and you know the the black movement. So just that comment right there was just disgusting. That in any way justifying the maliciousness and the death and the loss of money and income and jobs and businesses and and
0: uh, It's just ridiculous. And it's sad. It is, and and I don't. I think he really. He's not doing the. He, you know, Chuck's not doing it maliciously. Right. I don't believe he just is. Everybody, when you're not really founded, and, and this sounds crazy when I say this to a lot of people, when you're not well founded in the Bible, which obviously Chuck isn't. It's you know he quotes. he can find sermons to say, and you know a lot of these pastors will find ideas for sermons online and or they get them from their church hierarchy they're not really v- very well versed in the Bible to begin with um, so when this false narrative comes by, they get swept up with it too. Um, I have no doubt that some of these churches, like from their big uh, from the high up denominations they're telling them things that they wish they would maybe talk about this weekend you know like let's address you know we're gonna we want all of our churches to address this issue and that issue, and it's you know, if we want to talk about anything, we've got corrupt, not systemic racist systems. We've got just corrupt systems that are deceiving people. And and so I don't think the guy's, I think he means well. Oh,
1: absolutely. I, I know he does, but it's just, it's being deceived. It's the perfect storm for Satan. Right. You take a horrible situation where, where a, bad, a bad cop does a bad thing, which does happen, but relatively speaking, when you look at the population, and how many contacts a day there are with police and and people. Uh, the fact that, that how rare it is where something
0: really blatantly bad happens is am- is amazing. I think right. that
1: was the opposite of systemic racism.
0: That's a good point. I, I was somebody brought up the statistics of how many encounters they have, and how I mean you look at the amount of, of violent encounters that they have to go into, and the amount of lives lost it's a it's almost a miracle like you're saying yeah. that the police are able to do that yeah, um, it's just
1: the perfect storm for satan because you take something that in and of itself is a bad thing and you definitely want to support yeah we don't want this to happen and then you just turn it into a systemic thing and everybody starts hating everyone now the cops are, are bad guys now there's cops quitting right and walking off and then having the, the blue flu you know where they all call mm-hmm. in sick because they're one thing they're they're There being a like this group uh, uh, in Atlanta or whatever, those cops that killed a man that was trying to shoot him with the taser after he fought with them. Right. Well, just weeks before, the the prosecutor said that the taser is a deadly weapon. Right. And then when it all of a sudden, this black guy who was driving drunk and was sleeping in his car and was fighting the cops and literally was beating up two cops by himself and steals a taser and then shoots one of the cops with it and they fire back and he dies and now they're being tried and could potentially have the death penalty put on them. Yeah. And and what are you, how are cops supposed to do their job? How is it? I mean, it's just tearing everything apart in our society, all in the name of a false narrative of systemic racism right? and black lives matter and all these celebrities and businesses and they all just fall in and just to look good, you know, to, to look show how morally uh, sound they are, or virtue signaling, Right. And, uh, instead of standing for the truth and standing for what is right, and standing for our our country, which is the greatest country any black person or white person could ever want to be raised in, and have the most freedoms and and uh, opportunities. I mean, it's never been better. Right. Up until now, it's going the opposite direction. Thanks to evil and deception and, and false narratives
0: right yeah i watched that video of that uh the cops shooting that guy i mean um they i guess they talked to him for like a half hour yeah, no, then right when they're gonna just friendly, friendly put nice. the cuffs on him the guy breaks out and starts beating up the cops but you know a taser too uh, a lot of people don't understand um, uh, even self-defense laws uh, you know if you're if you're if somebody's threatening you with great bodily harm or death, right. you have the right to kill them even as a citizen, right? Yeah. And so when he turned, especially as a police officer, when he turned around and shot that taser at him, that presents great bodily harm for two reasons. Number one, that taser could have hit him in the eye. Right. Um, and uh, we don't know where it hit him or if it hit him at all. It looked pretty bad. But, um,. Uh, number two, we've seen it. There's been other cases where um, um, a police officer may have fallen down or something like that. Then the criminal turns around as he's running and then comes back and either beats up the police officer or kills him. That's happened before.
1: Or gets his gun and then shoots the other yeah. I mean, it's. it's
0: so that police officer, now that he's getting shot at with the taser, now is like, okay, if, this, if I get hit by this taser and I go down, this guy could now turn around and kill me. Right. So yeah, I, I was totally justified. Now it's when you charge a cop with a murder, they're only doing it because of the mob.
1: Exactly. That's my point. It's just ridiculous. It shouldn't be that way, but the mob is winning, right? Now.
0: Yeah. And that brings up we we're talking about the 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 Trump rally. It was a, a lower turnout. There are a lot of factors that went into that, but I really believe it's it's because of there's so much fear. A lot of Trump supporters are like, I don't want to go down there and deal with that, and have you know Antifa or Black Lives Matter come, you know, beating us up or something terrible. But it, the the thing is, if we if we have that mindset of fear, the wicked will only get more emboldened. And so, yeah, you have to sometimes, at least the men of the country, have to sometimes put themselves in danger when our country is being threatened, like it is now. And you have to be willing to make a sacrifice. Um, You think about all of our founding fathers. They weren't wimpy men. I mean, they they risked everything. Um, They stepped out like a good shepherd. They went before the sheep into danger. Uh, And I think we're losing that in America. I think a lot of people, especially the men, have become very docile and very um, um, uncourageous. Speaking of that,
2: when you had that Uh, slide up about the Black Lives Matter and how they were specifically targeting to take down... it. And you just said family structure, but it actually said patriarchy, which is the paternal line, the father. They're going after the men of the family because they know that, you know, naturally us gals are a little bit, you know, we're weaker and we, of course, will... It's easier to trick us with all the love and stuff like that. And so they know... You know, we're kind of, if we don't have a strong man, you know, over us, protecting us, going, you know, protecting our family, that we're pretty much theirs. And so it's it's very smart of them that they specifically are saying they're going after the patriarchy. They are trying to get rid of the dads, the strong men in the family. So I thought that was interesting in that, that they come right out and say patriarchy. They didn't mm. just say family unit in right. that part. And then another thing, just when you guys were talking about Um, the statistics on cops killing black people versus cops killing white people. And a lot of people will say, oh, but they only make up 13% of the population, the black people. They also commit 60% of violent crimes and 54% of homicides. I might have those numbers, vice versa. but So yeah, they are a smaller percent of the population, but overwhelmingly committing more than half of the crimes, yet they are half as likely or less likely to be shot by a cop than a white person so that's that's a huge number right there you know when they're committing that much of the crime
1: yeah
0: right they're gonna have a lot more encounters with the police officers so yeah those
2: are just facts yeah that's you can look that up on the fbi website that's literally you can go down the sheet number by number and then one other thing about black lives matter and i've said this a hundred times before You know, they're all up in arms about these cops shooting blacks and whatever, but do they go to the abortion clinics? At the abortion clinics in New York, and the number is from 2016, the only reason we don't have a more current number is because Planned Parenthood isn't required to report their statistics anymore. But in that year, they aborted 20,000 more black babies than were actually delivered. How come they're not marching around those Planned Parenthoods saying Black Lives Matter? I mean... It was like 135,000 black babies were killed in one year. Can you believe that? I mean, that's right. outrageous.
1: Well, Margaret Sanger, the yeah. founder of Sheep, actually planted them yeah. the, in the black, black neighborhoods, neighborhoods on purpose because on purpose, yeah. she wants to get rid of And yet people like Hillary Clinton get Margaret Sanger awards oh, yeah. for being a, you know, such a wonderful leader health. of women. Yeah,
0: Because, it, yeah, black lives don't really matter to them. What matters is an excuse to be able to uh, express the the evil that's in their heart. Yeah, that's what it is.
1: promote their
2: cause. Well, to Democrats it's black vote. Yeah. That's all. Yeah, they
0: yeah. don't really care about George Floyd or anybody Everybody's else. All about
1: pandering, so. yeah.
0: Um yeah, I wish I, I didn't think about it. Well, it's Father's Day, it would have been a good uh, time to talk about that a little bit cuz that's what they're they're trying to destroy, the fam uh, the right. father. The patriarch.
2: Specifically the father, and that's yeah. what's
1: which yeah. they've already done a pretty good job. Yeah. Of the well, community.
2: yeah. I mean,
0: because. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. That's why there is so much trouble right. in the black communities because they they don't have any fathers. But
2: not even just Rarely. there. even in these liberal churches, it's like the mom is dragging the family to church and there the dad sits and then you get weak pastor that tells you, yeah, you do have racism and then here's this dad feeling like, oh, okay, and he just suckers down and lets his wife and his woopsy pastor tell him what
1: to do. <laughs> right. Yeah. It is frustrating. And it creates more division. I mean, like, I've talked to people that say they weren't racist at all or whatever, but they feel like they're starting to become now. more racist yeah. because they're so sick and tired of yes. being told it and being, yes. you know, seeing people just be free to do whatever they want, and mm-hmm. it's a good thing.
0: Yeah, you're right. It's, yeah.
1: And so it's, it's doing its job. It's creating the division. It's creating the, the hate. It's
0: Yeah. Well. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Now, if you don't support Black Lives Matter or you don't affirm that, now you're racist. So they set it up. You know. Yeah. It is. It's a very brilliant attack.
2: (laughs) At the same time, I feel like it's super careless for that pastor to say that. I mean, how easy is it to go on their webpage and see it's you're against this, this, and this. Oh, hey, maybe I shouldn't
0: teach Well, he that. even mentioned this. Well, yeah, you look at the statistics and whatever, but he basically, I can't remember how what he said is, but that really doesn't matter. Cause I talked to a black woman down South uh, one time. Did you hear that part? Yeah, I talked to, I asked her. To
1: a white neighborhood or something.
0: Yeah, I asked her what, and, and he used that one isolated case and it wasn't even it wasn't even really related to what was going on. As well, there is racism, so it doesn't matter what the statistics say. Um, it just is what it is. So t- accept it. Yeah. You know, it's. It, it seemed like the whole message was just to say how white
1: people need to repent of their sins and of well, racism, which.
0: Well, here's a point I brought up. True. Somebody else that went there said they left because of other issues, but I, you know, I brought up the point that when the Supreme Court came out and made it legal for homosexuals to get married in every state. Uh, Pastor Chuck totally ignored that, didn't want to talk about it. But then a lot of people in his church, from what I heard, were upset and they're like, hey, why aren't you addressing this? This is an important biblical morality issue, very important for a country. And then it took him a long time. And then I think he hired some outsider to come in and talk about the issue of homosexuality. And it, but then that took him so long to react to something that he really should have reacted to right away.
1: Was that the guy from the other? Yeah.
0: I don't know who it was, but I remember he, an outsider came in from oh, somewhere.
1: The, the John or whatever the guy oh. from that other free church. Or whatever. Well, he did. This.
0: Yeah. I thought that was the guy that did that. No, 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 I don't think I don't know it. who this guy was, but the point was, is he uh, he uh, he. Uh, then when this happens, he totally jumps on the wrong narrative. So he takes a long time to stand up for what's right. But then when it's something that's actually not right, he jumps on it right away. And, and you see a pattern of that. Any kind of controversial issue, I've, I, I haven't got, you know, I, I've gone there enough to see that he doesn't really want to take a stand either way. But when it came to this, he took a clear stand. And it's just, it's bizarre. It really lets you see the inside well, like of. He, I don't mean to bash
1: him, because I like those people there, and they're really good people, and they've got good hearts. But he couldn't even say the word homosexuality when he was talking in that thing about, you know, there's, there's tough topics that, you know, sometimes you have to talk about. And he said, like, and when you get to that, he would say sexual disturbance. Disturb, or broken, and, sexual, oh, sexual, yeah, broken sexuality. Yeah,
0: broken sexuality.
1: You know, it just can't even say the word. Cause it makes it. It'll it, offend people.
0: He wants to make it sound like he's still so caring about it. Yeah. And yeah. It
1: just, you can't come out and just be honest and say it's homosexuality and it's a sin and it's bad and
0: right. it's, it's wrong. That's the easiest thing to do. I mean, any Bible believing pastor could easily do that. I mean.
1: But then um, you lose people in attendance and you lose money. Like you said, the, the, the guy that does it for the money and not. You know, yeah. Right. Yeah. When you have to manipulate your sermons because you're afraid you're gonna lose your our business. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, not only that, they, they have. You
1: gotta be afraid of everything that's coming out of their mouth.
0: Now they have boards of el, you know, elders. Yeah. And so if you say something that one of these el- a couple of these elders don't like, they can fire you. Right. And so a lot of pastors have their hands tied. It's like it's so it's a political organization that's controlling them in many cases. And so if they get you get a couple of people on there. That don't like what they, so they're 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 walking on eggshells all the time. Yeah. These pastors, whereas a guy like me, I don't have any of that, so I can just go by what the Bible says and say, well, I don't care. I Which, mean,
1: even if you're in a big church, you should still go yeah. that route and let God sort it out. Yeah. Well,
0: here that's a good point. If you built your church from the ground up based off of biblical, you wouldn't have oh, right. You wouldn't have all these structures controlling you, and you wouldn't care about losing people because everybody that's there. Came because they wanted to hear the Bible in the first place, exactly. and so
1: they didn't come to be entertained and feel good.
0: Yeah. So that's the problem. But when you ha- when you have all these existing denominations that have all these structures in place, um, that's what they rely on to uh, you know they could just step into there. They don't actually build the church. They just step into something that's already there, right. and they have to fall in line with everything. It's it's a, it's a total disaster. <laughs>
1: Christian Overcomers is brought to you by The tithes and offerings of our listeners If you would like to support our ministry Please go to ChristianOvercomers.com God bless you And thank you for your support My eyes have seen the glory Of the coming of the Lord He is trampling out the vintage Where the grapes of wrath are stored He has loosed the faithful lightning Of his terrible sword His truth is marching on